0: 8. The bottom disk is left vacant. Starting thus, it is required to get the counters into order so that they spell the word, Twickenham, in a clockwise direction, leaving the vacant disk in the original position. The black counters move in the direction that the clock hand revolves, and the white counters go the opposite way. A counter may jump over one of the opposite color if the vacant disk is next beyond. Thus, if your first move is with K then C can jump over K. If then K moves towards E you may next jump W over C and so on. The puzzle may be solved in 26 moves. Remember a counter cannot jump over one of its own color. 218. The Victoria Cross Puzzle. Illustration. A.I.V. R.I. O.T.C. The puzzle maker is peculiarly a snapper rope of considered trifles. And his productions are often built up with the slenderest materials. Trivialities that might entirely escape the observation of others or, if they were observed, would be regarded as of no possible moment, often supplied a man who was in quest of posers with a pretty theme or an idea that he thinks possesses some basal value, when seated opposite to a lady in a railway carriage at the time of Queen Victoria's diamond jubilee, my attention was attracted to a brooch that she was wearing, it was in the form of a Maltese or Victoria cross, and bore the letters of the word Victoria, the number and arrangement of the letters immediately gave me the suggestion for the puzzle which I now present, the diagram, it will be seen, is composed of nine divisions, the puzzle is to place eight counters, bearing the letters of the word Victoria, exactly in the manner shown, and then slide one letter at a time from black to a white and white to black alternately, until the word reads round in the same direction, only with the initial letter V on one of the black arms of the cross, At no time may two letters be in the same division. It is required to find the shortest method. Leaping moves are, of course, not permitted. The first move must obviously be made with a i t or r supposing you move t to the center. The next counter will be o or c since i or r cannot be moved. There is something a little remarkable in the solution of this puzzle which i will explain. 219. The letter block puzzle. Illustration. GEFHCBD here is a little reminiscence of our old friend the 15 block puzzle. 8 wooden blocks are lettered and are placed in a box. As shown in the illustration, it will be seen that you can only move one block at a time to the place vacant for the time being, as no block may be lifted out of the box. The puzzle is to shift them about until you get them in the order of E, C, D, E, F, G, H. This you will find by no means difficult if you are allowed as many moves as you like, but the puzzle is to do it in the fewest possible moves. I will not say what the smallest number of moves island because the reader may like to discover it for himself. In writing down your moves you will find it necessary to a record no more than the letters in the order that they are shifted. Thus, your first five moves might be CHGEF, and this notation can have no possible ambiguity. In practice you only need eight counters and a simple diagram on a sheet of paper. 220. A lodging house difficulty. The Dobsons secured apartments at Slocomb on C. There were six rooms on the same floor, all communicating, as shown in the diagram. The rooms they took were numbers four, five, and six, all facing the sea, but a little difficulty arose. Mr. Dobson insisted that the piano and the bookcase should change rooms. This was wily, for the Dobsons were not musical, but they wanted to prevent anyone else playing the instrument. Now, the rooms were very small and the pieces of furniture indicated were very big, so that no two of these articles could be got into any room at the same time. How was the exchange to be made with the least possible labor? Suppose, for example, you first move the wardrobe into number two, then you can move the bookcase to number five and the piano to number six, and so on. It is a fascinating puzzle, but the landlady had reasons for not appreciating it. Try to solve her difficulty in the fewest possible removals with counters on a sheet of paper. 221. The Eight Engines. The diagram represents the engine yard of a railway company under eccentric management. The engines are allowed to be stationary only at the nine points indicated, one of which is at present vacant. It is required to move the engines, one at a time, from point to point, in 17 moves, so that their numbers shall be in numerical order round the circle, with the central point left vacant. But one of the engines has had its fire drawn, and therefore cannot move. How is the thing to be done? and which engine remains stationary throughout. Make a diagram, on a large sheet of paper, like the illustration, and have three counters marked A3 marked B and 3 marked C. It will be seen that at the intersection of lines there are nine stopping places, and a tenth stopping place is attached to the outer circle like the tail of a cube. Place the three counters or engines marked A3 marked B and B3 marked C at the places indicated. The puzzle is to move the engines, one at a time, along the lines from stopping place to stopping place, until you succeed in getting an a, a, B, and a C on each circle, and also A, B and C on each straight line, you are required to do this in as few moves as possible. How many moves do you need? 223. A railway model. The plan represents a portion of the line of the London, Claudeville, and Mudford Railway Company. It is a single line with a loop. There is only room for eight wagons, or seven wagons and an engine between B and C on either the left line or the right line of the loop. It happened that two goods trains each consisting of an engine and 16 wagons got into the position shown in the illustration. It looked like a hopeless deadlock. And each engine driver wanted the other to go back to the next station and take off nine wagons. But an ingenious stoker undertook to pass the trains and send them on their respective journeys with their engines properly in front. He also contrived to reverse the engines the fewest times possible. Could you have performed the feat, and how many times would you require to reverse the engines? A reversal means a change of direction, backward or forward. No rope shunning, fly shunning, or other trick is allowed. All the work must be done legitimately by the two engines. It is a simple but interesting puzzle if attempted with counters. The difficulties of the proprietor of a motor garage are converted into a little pastime of a kind that has a peculiar fascination. All you need is to make a simple plan or diagram on a sheet of paper or cardboard and number eight counters, one to eight. Then a whole family can enter into an amusing competition to find the best possible solution of the difficulty. The illustration represents the plan of a motor garage, with accommodation for twelve cars. But the premises are so inconveniently restricted that the proprietor has often caused considerable perplexity. Suppose, for example. That the eight cars numbered one to eight are in the positions shown. How are they to be shifted in the quickest possible way so that one, two, three, and four shall change places with five, six, seven, and eight that island with the numbers still running from left to right, as at present, but the top row exchanged with the bottom row. What are the fewest possible moves? One car moves at a time, and any distance counts as one move, to prevent misunderstanding. The stopping places are marked in squares, and only one car can be in a square at the same time. 225. The Ten Prisoners. If prisons had no other use, they might still be preserved for the special benefit of puzzle makers. They appear to be on an inexhaustible mine of perplexing ideas. Here is a little poser that will perhaps interest the reader for a short period. We have in the illustration a prison of 16 cells. The locations of the ten prisoners will be seen the jailer has queer superstitions about odd and even numbers, and he wants to rearrange the ten prisoners so that there shall be as many even rows of men, vertically, horizontally, and diagonally, as possible, At present it will be seen, as indicated by the arrows, that there are only twelve such rows of two and four, I will state at once that the greatest number of such rows that is possible is sixteen, but the jailer only allows for men to be removed to other cells, and informs me that, as the man who is seated in the bottom right-hand corner is infirm. He must not be moved. Now, how are we to get those sixteen rows of even numbers under such conditions? Here is a puzzle that will, I think, be found as amusing as instructive. We are given a ring of eight circles, leaving circle eight blank. We are required to write in the name of a seven-lettered port in the United Kingdom in this manner. Touch a blank circle with your pencil, then jump over to circles in either direction round the ring. And write down the first letter. Then touch another vacant circle. Jump over two circles. And write down your second letter. Proceed similarly with the other letters in their proper order until you have completed the word. Thus. Suppose we select Glasgow. And proceed as follows. 6 1, 7 2, eight, three, 7 4, eight, 5. Which means that we touch 6. Jump over 7 and and write down G on 1. Then touch 7. Jump over 8 and 1 and write down, L, on and so on. It will be found that after we have written down the first five letters, Glasgow, as above, we cannot go any further. Either there is something wrong with, Glasgow, or we have not managed our jumps properly. Can you get to the bottom of the mystery? 227. Central Solitaire. This ancient puzzle was a great favorite with our grandmothers, and most of us, I imagine have on occasions come across a, solitaire, board around polished board with holes cut in it in a geometrical pattern, and a glass marble in every hole. Sometimes I have noticed one on a side table in a suburban front parlor, or found one on a shelf in a country cottage, or had one brought under my notice at a wayside inn. Sometimes they are of the form shown above, but it is equally common for the board to have four more holes. At the points indicated by dots, I select the simpler form. Though, solitaire, boards are still sold at the toy shops. It will be sufficient if the reader will make an enlarged copy of the above on a sheet of cardboard or paper. Number the holes. And provide himself with 33 counters, buttons, or beans. Now place a counter in every hole except the central one. Number 17. And the puzzle is to take off all the counters in a series of jumps. Except the last counter, which must be left in that central hole. You are allowed to jump one counter over the next one to a vacant hole beyond. Just as in the game of drops, And the counter jumped over is immediately taken off the board. Only remember every move must be a jump. Consequently you will take off a counter at each move. And 31 single jumps will of course remove all the 31 counters. But compound moves are allowed as in drops. Again. For so long as one counter continues to jump. The jumps all count as one move. Here is the beginning of an imaginary solution which will serve to make the manner of moving perfectly plain, and show how the solver should write out his attempts. 517, 1210, 12 10, 26 12, 24 26, 13 11, 11, 25, 9 11, 26, 24, 24 10, 10 12, etc etc. The jumps contained within brackets count as one move, because they are made with the same counter. Find the fewest possible moves. Of course, no diagonal jumps are permitted, you can only jump in the direction of the lines. 228. The 10 apples. The family represented in the illustration are amusing themselves with this little puzzle, which is not very difficult but quite interesting. They have, it will be seen, placed 16 plates on the table in the form of a square, and put an apple in each of 10 plates. They want to find a way of removing all the apples except one by jumping over one at a time to the next vacant square as in druffs, or, better, as in solitaire, for you are not allowed to make any diagonal moves only moves parallel to the sides of the square, it is obvious that as the apple stand no move can be made, but you are permitted to transfer any single apple you like to a vacant plate before starting, then the moves must be all leaps, taking off the apples leaked over, 229, the nine almonds, here is a little puzzle, said a parson, that I have found peculiarly fascinating, It is so simple, and yet it keeps you interested indefinitely. The reverend gentleman took a sheet of paper and divided it off into 25 squares, like a square portion of a chessboard. Then he placed nine almonds on the central squares, as shown in the illustration, where we have represented numbered counters for convenience in giving the solution. Now, the puzzle island, continued the parson, to remove eight of the almonds and leave the ninth in the central square. You make the removals by jumping one arm and over another to the vacant square beyond and taking off the one jumped over just as in draughts. Only here you can jump in any direction. And not diagonally only. The point is to do the thing in the fewest possible moves. The following specimen attempt will make everything clear. Jump 4 over 1. 5 over 9. 3 over 6. 5 over 3. 7 over 5 and 2. 4 over 7. 8 over 4. But 8 is not left in the central square as it should be, remember to remove those you jump over, any number of jumps in succession with the same and count as one move, 230, the 12 pennies, here is a pretty little puzzle that only requires 12 pennies or counters, arrange them in a circle, as shown in the illustration, now take up one penny at a time and, passing it over two pennies, place it on the third penny, then take up another single penny and do the same thing, and so on, until, in six such moves, You had the coins in 6 pairs in the positions 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. You can move in either direction round the circle at every play. And it does not matter whether the 2 jumped over or separate or a pair. This is quite easy if you use just a little thought. 231. Plates and Coins. Place 12 plates. As shown, on a round table. With a penny or orange in every plate. Start from any plate you like and. Always going in one direction round the table, take up one penny, pass it over to other pennies, and place it in the next plate. Go on again, take up another penny and, having passed it over two pennies, place it in a plate, and so continue your journey. Six coins only are to be removed, and when these have been placed there should be two coins in each of six plates and six plates empty. An important point of the puzzle is to go round the table as few times as possible. It does not matter whether the two coins pass eight over or in one or two plates, nor how many empty plates you pass a coin over, but you must always go in one direction round the table and end at the point from which you set out your hand, that is to say, go steadily forward in one direction, without ever moving backwards. Play fair, said the mice. You know the rules of the game. Yes, I know the rules, said the cat. I've got to go round and round the circle in the direction that you are looking, and eat every fourteenth mouse, but I must keep the white mouse for a tit at the finish, thirteen is an unlucky number, but I will do my best to oblige you, hurry up, then, shouted the mice, give a fellow time to think, said the cat, I don't know which of you to start at, I must figure it out, while the cat was working out the puzzle he fell asleep, and, the spell being thus broken, the mice returned home in safety, That which mouse should the cat have started the count in order that the white mouse should be the last eaten. When the reader has solved that little puzzle, here is a second one for him. What is the smallest number that the cat can count round and round the circle? If he must start at the white mouse calling that one in the count and still eat the white mouse last of all? And as a third puzzle try to discover what is the smallest number that the cat can count round and round if she must start at the white mouse calling that one and make the white mouse the third eaten. 233. The Eccentric C.H.E.S.E.M.O.N.G.E.R. The cheese monger depicted in the illustration is an inveterate puzzle lover. One of his favorite puzzles is the piling of cheeses in his warehouse. An amusement that he finds good exercise for the body as well as for the mind. He places 16 cheeses on the floor in a straight row and then makes them into 4 piles. With 4 cheeses in every pile. By always passing a cheese over for others. If you use 16 counters and number them in order from 1 to 16, then you may place 1 on 6, 11 on 1, 7 on 4, and so on, until there are 4 in every pile. It will be seen that it does not matter whether the 4 pass 8 over are standing alone or piled, they count just the same, and you can always carry a cheese in either direction. There are a great many different ways of doing it in 12 moves. So it makes a good game of patience to try to solve it so that the four piles shall be left in different stipulated places. For example, try to leave the piles at the extreme ends of the row. On nose, 1, 2, 15 and 16, this is quite easy. Then try to leave three piles together, on nose, 13, 14, and 15. Then again play so that they shall be left on nose, 3, 5, 12, and 14. 234. The Exchange Puzzle. Here is a rather entertaining little puzzle with moving counters. You only need 12 counters 6 of one color. Marked A-C-E-G-I-N-K and, and the other 6 marked P, D, F, H, J, and L. You first place them on the diagram. As shown in the illustration. And the puzzle is to get them into a regular alphabetical order. As follows, A-B-C-D-E-F-G-H-I-J-K-L. The moves are made by exchanges of opposite colors standing on the same line. Thus. G and J may exchange places, or F and A but you cannot exchange G and C or F and D because in one case they are both white and in the other case both black. Can you bring about the required arrangement in 17 exchanges? It cannot be done in fewer moves. The puzzle is really much easier than it looks. If properly attacked. 235. Torpedo practice. If the fleet of 16 men of war were lying at anchor and surrounded by the enemy. How many ships might be sunk if every torpedo, projected in a straight line, pass eight under three vessels and sank the fourth? In the diagram we have arranged the fleet in square formation, where it will be seen that as many as seven ships may be sunk those in the top row and first column by firing the torpedoes indicated by arrows, anchoring the fleet as we like. To what extent can we increase this number? Remember that each successive ship is sunk before another torpedo is launched and that every torpedo proceeds in a different direction, otherwise, by placing the ships in a straight line, we might sink as many as 13. It is an interesting little study in naval warfare, and eminently practical provided the enemy will allow you to arrange his fleet for your convenience and promise to lie still and do nothing. 236. The Hep Puzzle. 10 heps were hung on pegs as shown in the illustration 5 silk hats and 5 felt bowlers. Alternately silk and felt, the two pegs at the end of the row were empty. The puzzle is to remove two contiguous hats to the vacant pegs, then two other adjoining hats to the pegs now unoccupied, and so on until five pairs have been moved and the hats again hang in an unbroken row. But with all the silk ones together and all the felt hats together, remember, the two hats removed must always be contiguous ones, and you must take one in each hand and place them on their new pegs without reversing their relative position. You are not allowed to cross your hands nor to hang up one at a time, can you solve the old puzzle, which I give as introductory to the next, try it with counters of two colors or with coins, and remember that the two empty pegs must be left at one end of the row, 237, boys and girls, if you mark off ten divisions on a sheet of paper to represent the chairs, and use eight numbered counters for the children, you will have a fascinating pastime, let the odd numbers represent boys and even numbers girls, or you can use counters of two colors, or coins. The puzzle is to remove two children who are occupying adjoining chairs and place them into empty chairs, making them first change sides, then remove a second pair of children from adjoining chairs and place them in the two now vacant, making them change sides, and so on, until all the boys are together and all the girls together, with the two vacant chairs at one end as at present. To solve the puzzle you must do this in five moves. The two children must always be taken from chairs that are next to one another, and remember the important point of making the two children change sides, as this latter is the distinctive feature of the puzzle. By change sides, I simply mean that if, for example, you first move one and two to the vacant chairs, then the first the outside chair will be occupied by two and the second one by one. 238. Arranging the J.A. I happened to see a little girl sorting out some jam in a cupboard for her mother. She was putting each different kind of preserve apart on the shelves. I noticed that she took a pot of damson in one hand and a pot of gooseberry in the other and made them change places, then she changed a strawberry with a raspberry, and so on. It was interesting to observe what a lot of unnecessary trouble she gave herself by making more interchanges than there was any need for, and I thought it would work into a good puzzle. It will be seen in the illustration that little Dorothy has to manipulate 24 large jump pots in as many pigeon holes. She wants to get them in correct numerical order that island 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6 on the top shelf, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 on the next shelf, and so on. Now, if she always takes one pot in the right hand and another in the left hand makes them change places, how many of these interchanges will be necessary to get all the pots in proper order? She would naturally first change the one and the three. Then the two and the three. When she would have the first three pots in their places. How would you advise her to go on then? Place some numbered counters on a sheet of paper divided into squares for the pigeon holes. And you will find it an amusing puzzle. You and I see you are a sale and root problems. I see them on their winding way. Reginald H.E.B.E.R. It is reasonable to suppose that from the earliest ages one man has asked another such questions as these, which is the nearest way home? Which is the easiest or pleasantest way? How can we find a way that will enable us to dodge the mastodon and the plesiosaurus? How can we get there without ever crossing the track of the enemy? All these are elementary root problems, and they can be turned into good puzzles by the introduction of some conditions that complicate matters. A variety of such complications will be found in the following examples. I have also included some enumerations of more or less difficulty. These afford excellent practice for the reasoning faculties, and enable one to generalize in the case of symmetrical forms in a manner that is most instructive. 239. A Juvenile Puzzle. For years I have been perpetually consulted by my juvenile friends about this little puzzle. Most children seem to know it. And yet, curiously enough, they are invariably unacquainted with the answer. The question they always ask Island, do, please, tell me whether it is really possible. I believe Houghton the Conjurer used to be very fond of giving it to his child friends, but I cannot say whether he invented the little puzzle or not. No doubt a large number of my readers will be glad to have the mystery of the solution cleared up. So I make no apology for introducing the old teaser. The puzzle is to draw with three strokes of the pencil the diagram that the little girl is exhibiting in the illustration. Of course, you must not remove your pencil from the paper during a stroke or go over the same line a second time. You will find that you can get in a good deal of the figure with one continuous stroke. But it will always appear as if four strokes are necessary. Another form of the puzzle is to draw the diagram honestly and then rub it out in three rubs. 240. The Union Jack. The illustration is a rough sketch somewhat resembling the British flag. The Union Jack. It is not possible to draw the whole of it without lifting the pencil from the paper or going over the same line twice. The puzzle is to find out just how much of the drawing it is possible to make without lifting your pencil or going twice over the same line. Take your pencil and see what is the best you can do. 241. The Dissected Circle. How many continuous strokes? Without lifting your pencil from the paper. Do you require to draw the design shown in our illustration? Directly you change the direction of your pencil it begins a new stroke. You may go over the same line more than once if you like. It requires just a little care. Or you may find yourself beaten by one stroke. 242. The tube inspectors puzzle. The man in our illustration is in a little dilemma. He has just been appointed inspector of a certain system of tube railways. And it is his duty to inspect regularly. Within a stated period all the company's 17 lines connecting 12 stations, as shown on the big poster plan that he is contemplating. Now he wants to arrange his route so that it shall take him over all the lines with as little traveling as possible. He may begin where he likes and end where he likes. What is his shortest route? Could anything be simpler? But the reader will soon find that, however he decides to proceed, the inspector must go over some of the lines more than once. In other words, If we say that the stations are a mile apart, he will have to travel more than 17 miles to inspect every line. There is the little difficulty. How far is he compelled to travel? And which route do you recommend? A traveler, starting from town number one, wishes to visit every one of the towns once, and once only, going only by roads indicated by straight lines. How many different routes are there from which he can select? Of course, he must end his journey at number one from which he started, and must take no notice of crossroads, but go straight from town to town. This is an absurdly easy puzzle, if you go the right way to a work. 244. The 15 turnings. Here is another queer traveling puzzle, the solution of which calls for ingenuity. In this case the traveler starts from the black town and wishes to go as far as possible while making only 15 turnings and never going along the same road twice. The towns are supposed to be a mile apart. Supposing, for example, that he went straight to A then straight to B then to C D E and F you will then find that he has traveled 37 miles in 5 turnings. Now, how far can he go in 15 turnings? 245. The fly on the octahedron. Look here, said the professor to his colleague. I have been watching that fly on the octahedron, and it confines its walks entirely to the edges. What can be its reason for avoiding the sides? Perhaps it is trying to solve some root problem, suggested the other, supposing it to start from the top point. How many different roots are there by which it may walk over all the edges, without ever going twice along the same edge in any root? The problem was a harder one than they expected, and after working at it during leisure moments for several days their results did not agree in fact. They were both wrong. If the reader is surprised at their failure, let him attempt the little puzzle himself. I will just explain that the octahedron is one of the five regular, or platonic, bodies, and is contained under eight equal and equilateral triangles. If you cut out the two pieces of cardboard of the shape shown in the margin of the illustration, cut half through along the dotted lines and then bend them and put them together, you will have a perfect octahedron. In any route over all the edges it will be found that the fly must end at the point of departure at the top. 246. The Icosahedron Puzzle. The icosahedron is another of the five regular, or platonic, bodies having all their sides, angles, and planes similar and equal. It is bounded by twenty similar equilateral triangles. If you cut out a piece of cardboard of the form shown in the smaller diagram, and cut half through along the dotted lines, it will fold up and form a perfect icosahedron. Now, a platonic body does not mean a heavenly body but it will suit the purpose of our puzzle if we suppose there to be a habitable planet of this shape. We will also suppose that, allowing to a superfluity of water, the only dry land is along the edges, and that the inhabitants had no knowledge of navigation. If every one of those edges is 10.000 miles long and a solitary traveler is placed at the North Pole the highest point shown, How far will he have to travel before he will have visited every habitable part of the planet that island have traversed every one of the edges? 247. Inspecting a mine. The diagram is supposed to represent the passages or galleries in a mine. We will assume that every passage, a to b, b to c c to h h to i and so on, is one furlong in length. It will be seen that there are 31 of these passages. Now, an official has to inspect all of them and he descends by the shaft to the point A. How far must he travel? And what route do you recommend? The reader may at first say, as there are 31 passages, each a furlong in length. He will have to travel just 31 furlongs, but this is assuming that he need never go along a passage more than once, which is not the case. Take your pencil and try to find the shortest route. You will soon discover that there is room for considerable judgment. In fact, it is a perplexing puzzle. 248. The size.